I'm Nick Filardi. I'm Jason Thielbar. Welcome to the world's second finest podcast. Welcome to the Two Read Pile, where Jason and I decide to read. <laughs> so what did you read, Jason? <laughs> oh, fucking perfect. Perfect. Oh, also, there's, there's that. Amazon affiliate links below for whatever we talk about. And also, you can catch this show on YouTube with a little extra art, a little extra spice, a little extra love. And, and those will come up eventually because I'm a little bit behind. So please, forgiveness. So, so what are you, what are you bringing to the to read pile? I am bringing the almost done with uh, Starman. I actually the penultimate um, Starman. Yeah, I and I actually do plan on um, after uh, like l- later on this week. I know I'm going to finish it. I have like I think like seven or eight issues left, uh, and they're, and they're mm-hmm. all like you know very clearly pointing to that. But I plan on writing a more detailed one. Um, but it's just, it's just what, what I've been reading. And it is like really like every time I'm like, man, this is just so good. Even, even sometimes when it gets a little too like hokey, like superhero, like here and there, sure. it's still just done with like so much love. But I was thinking about it when, when I was reading it and I'm like, you know, James Robinson does such a beautiful job of, um, characterization you know mm-hmm. and and it's not just that like you know you have like the odair cop families so they're all like irish and like red hair it's not just that like they look different it's just like every single character has a way that they talk you know that's like yeah. so distinct and oh, that's interesting yeah and it's just handled like i think that's part of like what makes it such a great book and obviously like way more influential than I thought. Yeah. It's just so like, I'm like, Oh shit. Like that's like the impact of it. Yeah. Even this is the start of the DC universe as we know it in modern day. Yeah. Yeah. And even characters who like only showed up like probably years before, you know what I mean? Like when they like show up again, it's like, they still have the same. It's like, Oh, it's like just their dialogue and their, yeah. They're the same guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and distinct too, which is just like holy shit, it's great. And and the man, the it, it, we we talked about it before, it's just it's hard to describing the thing with without like spoilers, but like there's like he he comes Starman comes back from space and everything's even like worse. You know, yeah. than like way worse like than he or just gets way way worse like apocalyptically and it's all like dark and like there are stakes and like a bunch of like civ- the, like a bunch of civilian deaths like just in an instant you know yeah. it's just this huge and and some beautiful twists too that they they really like this is, Man, which I is why i can't comic book. and and the thing i did like literally just before uh when i was like finishing up eating and I was reading a bit of Starman and I'm like, oh, I should start setting up for the for the show, for the for the podcast. And I was like, you know what? I'm like, I'll look on eBay because like those compendiums, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll volume them. one, volume two. Yeah. And, and I've, I've, I found volume one and volume two and I made an offer. It says like make an offer. So like I messaged. I'm like, yeah, here, I'll, I'll, I'll pay 80 bucks plus like shipping, you know, yeah. and he, he wanted 100, but like 80 bucks plus shipping. And then like. I get into my email to click the link for the show that you send me. And I see like, oh, well, I bought Starman, I guess. Because it's just like, <laughs> congratulations. Like, uh, yeah. Did you know yeah, that you can you know. also buy Starman in the affiliate links for Amazon.com below? Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. I should do that too. <laughs> Jason, it would really help put a little bit of, a little bit of money in my pocket if you did that. <laughs> Oh, and at a certain point, fuck, I forgot exactly when I, I should probably find the issue, but Tony Harris doesn't do like the last half of this book. Oh, he doesn't? You know? No, no, not you just, no. You just kind of made me a little more interested in Starman because like mm-hmm. 
people love Tony Harris and I've got nothing against the guy, but for whatever reason, like, like I love Kelly Jones, but he was a controversial pick for Batman at the time that he was drawing Batman. And a lot of the fans didn't really like it because it was so fucking strange. Uh, Yeah. In the same way, it's like Harris's work just never really clicked with me. It felt too polished by the computer, you know? Yeah. Um, To me, anyway, it felt a little too rotoscoped, a little too heavy on the ref, a little too... Just not my not my particular flavor. And I, that was one of the big things that kept me from getting into Starman was that like everybody would be like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. And I'm just like, I can't live with this artist for like issue after issue after issue. It's just not my taste. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the photorealism can sometimes be like a little. It, it, it makes it can sometimes make things feel a little staticky. I think I think he gets. Yeah. I think it's actually better in Starman with someone else inking him than it is yeah. in, and I re- I still really enjoy the books. I still have them than in uh, Ex Machina, you know, yeah. which he did with uh, yeah. Brian K. Vaughn. And like, I I I dig it because like the, the, the way he gets past me with like the photorealism thing is that he's never mm-hmm. afraid to make like a face look ugly when they're reacting, you know? Oh. So like, I... I I, I appreciate when when he'll go like when someone's crying or something like that. Like it's yeah, yeah. All he like really all. goes. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because like that's his like that's his style, you know. So he's like, well, why wouldn't why wouldn't I show this, you know? And and huh. I think it probably it might come up a bit more in um in like Ex Machina than it does in in Starman, you know. And again, sure. because this was like you know twenty five years ago, so his 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 yeah, style yeah. has since. Yeah. He's changed, um, obviously. We all have. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly just didn't expect to uh, love the book as much as I do. As I'm, I'm kind yeah. of shocked. You know. Uh, yeah, I gotta get, I gotta get over my, my own bullshit and read this comic. Uh, I just, man, I got a pile of stuff that I need to get through before I put Starman yeah. on it. Yeah. Me, me too. Me too. And I only have one other thing, and it's a documentary, and it's, it's. I, I, I swear, I, I swear to you, as my friend, is it's, 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 it's sort of political, but it was made a bit ago, so it's not about necessarily about current events. But I encourage everyone to to watch it. Um, I'm going to watch it again soon, probably. I, I love this documentary. It's called uh, Hypernormalization. It's by this uh, this filmmaker uh, slash journalist. I'm not exactly sure what he calls himself, but uh, Adam Curtis, who works for the BBC. And because mm-hmm. he produces his documentaries for the BBC, um, they, by law in Britain, have to um, be open to the public because it's made with public money. So anything the BBC makes sure. is like... And so you can find hypernormalization on YouTube pretty easily, you know, like nothing cut from it or anything like that. Um, but I'm just going to read like the the quick synopsis from from Wikipedia. Um, sure. So hyper hypernormalization is a 2016 BBC documentary by filmmaker Adam Curtis. It argues that governments, financiers, and technological utopians have since the 1970s given up on the complex quote unquote real world, you know the the world, and built yeah. a simpler fake fake world run by corporations and kept stable by politicians. So you know it's it that that's kind of like the overarching theme of it is that very powerful people just made everything flat like the problems of like oh well like if we just remove this person or or this one thing then it will fix everything with no um regard to anything else you know and it's proven in the pentagon papers that the people running the vietnam war had no idea of the history of the country of Vietnam. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. it was a disaster. And I I think anyone from any political point of view would point at Vietnam and be like that was a disaster. Yeah, so so it's it's kind of like that, right? It's kind of like if it, I guess it's more well known that the the domino theory that like they truly right. truly believed in and it's just like the world the world doesn't work like that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you know, but like um so it's it's kind of it 
it, it's kind of like that. But I encourage uh, everyone to watch it. Um, I, I know that like things are bad in the world right now, and I don't want to like drag anyone down. But it, <laughs> be like, watch this I, downer of a documentary while things are terrible yeah, in the world right now. Yeah, yeah. But when I but when I first watched it, when it first first came out, and like I've watched it like I think at least one or two other times since. Um, it just always kind of gives me this like better view of things or a better handle on making sure I'm not doing the same thing too, you know, cause it, it can be really sure. easy. It can be really easy to be like, I got myself a new day planner and it's going to change my life. It's like, no, it's not like, maybe it will like <laughs> make you feel less anxious about like keeping your appointments or something, you know, but sure. like it's, it's not, going to do that and like and i've myself have fallen into that impulse too of like oh if i just get this thing and this it's just like no man like life's not like that like the world doesn't like i i I wish that the world worked that way like i truly do but like yeah you don't but so yeah uh hyper normalization and man star man you got hey hey please please care about star man i i'm trying to care about star man i'm gonna (laughs) get there eventually jason (laughs) <laughs> here's here's the thing too is like we've talked about starman to death on this podcast yeah and i do want to jump into starman but i don't want to make our listeners be like jason talked about starman for three episodes and now nick's reading it and like i feel like i'm never going to get out of this starman conversation <laughs> but you should read everyone should just read starman and and watch hyper normalization but probably you'll probably re- probably be easier for you to read starman not so much of a doubt <laughs> yeah yeah so what, what, what have you been reading jason mm. in the far distant future when cars are given up wheels and the changeover to air cars there still exist fools who carry on a vanishing spirit of racing i watched redline uh the 2010 anime by Takeshi Koki, I believe is how, how to pronounce his last name. I'm bringing some bringing some anime movies to the pod. Fuck yeah. Redline came out in 2010. I didn't hear about it until uh, I was playing uh, games with Boix and Cam and Cam was like, oh, you got to watch Redline. Redline's fantastic. And so I kind of stumbled into it. Didn't know what to expect. Uh, oh, it is, this is like some Jojo shit, isn't it? It's. I, I say that with love. I say I, I say that with a lot of like. So, yeah. directed by uh, Takeshi, and he uh, was a director on Lupin the Third, a woman called Fujiko Mine. That that movie series, I'm not sure. Um, key animator for Afro Samurai. Uh, he animated the opening credits and was key animator for Samurai Champloo. Key animator okay. for Vampire Hunter D. He oh. and lead animator for Ninja Scroll. So he what? has a, a uh, bevy of of creative works out there. If you have been watching and like Ninja Scroll, I feel like is one of the three pillars of anime in America <laughs> in the 90s. Yeah, I, there's so so many kids uh, our age did happen the same thing where like I remember going to Blockbuster at a friend over for a sleepover. And we were picking out movies and we saw an anime that said Ninja Scroll and we were like, hell yeah, ninjas. And we, we yeah. popped that VHS in and like the first scene we've seen, there's boobs. And then a guy gets like a he, he gets a, a sword to the middle of his head and then slides down and there's just gallons of blood, blood everywhere, yeah, yeah, yeah. blood everywhere. And we're like, oh, I didn't think that my parents <laughs> thought this cartoon. <laughs> Yeah, you're checking to see if your parents are in the room. Like, we got to shut the door. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's the... <laughs> oh, Ninja man. Scroll. Ninja Scroll is excellent. Yeah. So, yeah. like it said in the opening opening crawl, like, <laughs> there's a switch over to air cars, but there still exists fools who carry on this, the uh, vanishing spirit of racing. And so it's about, basically, there's two races in the movie. There's a yellow line and a red line. The yellow line is like a qualifier to get into red line. And this, it follows this guy, Sweet JP, who is, has a giant pompadour. Um, 
he has an unorthodox nitrous system in his Trans Am. And like, it's the it's the distant future, right? So like, he's the only one in what you would think of as a car, quote unquote. <laughs> like everything else is the most bonkers fucking like four wheeled, three wheeled. One, uh, one of the cars it looks like a little pod with arms. It's fucking insane, Jason. And there's no rules. There's no rules in this race. It's oh, that's and, amazing. And all the freaks have come out and they've all brought their cars <laughs> and there's no rules. <laughs> so follow sweet JP. He's like our main character. Uh, crab cherry, cherry boy hunter. Uh, so Soshi is the love interest. She's she uh, is driving a uh, excellent vehicle that looks like this, this like bulbous, I don't know, like wavy kind of thing that can that can hover. At, at points like it doesn't fly but it hovers so it counts in the race oh I'm, and then yeah i'm looking at uh, some images it looks like a like f-zero kind of thing yeah yeah it's fucking wild and then the guy to beat in the red line is machine head he literally wrenches himself into his vehicle and his like so he is part of the vehicle and then the vehicle will change and transform as he races uh the thing is, the thing is bonkers. So the it, you, you find <laughs> I lo- out that I love like, anime. I should watch more anime. <laughs> this is great. You find out that like JP's mechanic is is on the take from the mob to like throw races, and uh, he's but he's like one of the mechanics that like JP likes and is like the best in the business. So even though he realizes that he's on the take, he doesn't want to fire him because he's like building the Trans Am that like wins fucking races, but. He he finds this out that the guy that he's been betrayed because there's a bomb in the car. And when he starts winning and it looks like he's going to win, the mob's like, if he wins, we're going to kill you. So the guy sets off the bomb. The mechanic sets off the bomb in the car and then he loses. So or he gets second in the in the yellow line. And then it just escalates from there with like trust with the with the mechanics. They're trying to build a new Trans Am like they're they're uh going to red line and they're like you know it's no holds bar like there's going to be a ton of weapons on these cars jp is like fuck that shit weapons equal weight this is a race not a battle like and i'm gonna win so he's like do not put a single weapon on my car like we are driving you know uh fucking bonkers i i can't recommend this movie enough um the red line race takes place on Robo World. Robo World sees it as an act of war that Red Line is coming there. Like they don't set it up with Robo World. And so it tries to defend <laughs> itself in the race. So they just show up the, to some planet and say, hey, we're having a race. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. So the race is on this DMZ <laughs> planet that they like control, but they don't have a really great foothold in. So they just start like putting troops down. To like fight the racers. Plus, they have an additional racer in the race that like when he when he's crying, he's incredibly strong. <laughs> so he's just like bawling through the whole thing. Oh, oh that's God, Jason. It's it's thin on thin on plot because it's really just about racing. Um, yeah, but it's gorgeous. And they uh, do these like really wild um, five point perspective in the in the cockpits so that like you get like this fisheye look and you see everything in the cockpit with the with the characters. And then as they go faster and faster, they really do a great job of like illustrating the speed by making by like like pulling these characters in like in like weird squash and stretch stuff that like i i feel like i don't normally see i mean i don't watch a lot of anime to begin with i mean maybe this is in everything but it was like the first time that i felt like i watched um something that had real momentum and real speed because it's so easy to make like something like this feel like oh it's just like they're just driving around and it doesn't feel fast and it like doesn't really escalate yeah. because it's a race yeah, the, and it's like yeah, whatever or, or there's 
or there's just hard cut, hard cut, hard cut, hard cut. Right. Hard right. Cut. And, and like, this was like, so, so JP in his trans am will drop a, like this pill into the nitrous that'll make him go like crazy fast. And like, it stretches the car. It, like the car is going so fast that it's, it's starting to like, I don't know if it's like, it feels like it's leaving the visible spectrum basically because it's like so stretched out. Like you can't see the whole car anymore. It's, it's like fucking bonkers. I loved this movie. Thank you, Cam, for recommending it, by the way. Um, it's great. Everyone should watch Redline. Uh, Man. It comes from a, a pedigree of anime. If you have any, if you're curious about anime at all, like you don't need to know anything going in. You can just pop it in, watch it. It's really great. There's all kinds of different aliens and weird uh, currencies that may be a little or maybe a lot. And nobody really knows. JP doesn't even know. He's just kind of like fumbling around in the darkness a lot of the times. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, man. Whew. Red line. You know, that, so great. You know, that, 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 that just made me think of uh, like, I absolutely love it when I see something that's like, Cause like, you, you know, you explain like, you know, the pedigree of like the different shows that he's worked on, like before, like, you know, mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. but I, I just absolutely love seeing something, whether it's movie, comic book, whatever, where it's like someone did all this work to get the skills that they wanted. And they're like, I'm here, I'm going to make the movie I wanted to make when I was 12. And it's going to be every, yeah. like literally every single bit that 12 year old me wanted, except I know how to draw and animate now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, I, and I couldn't do it that well when I was 12, but oh boy, that 12-year-old's going to be like super excited about this. Right, right, right. You know, and it, like, it feels like that too. It feels like um, when you see someone make something that they, it, it's like there isn't really a great thing. Out, like, like, I don't know if there's a great race anime there there probably is i mean well initial yeah. d is fantastic but like oh man should i start talking about initial d no we have to we can't <laughs> we can't go on that sidebar we can't euro beat our way into initial d right now um, but like it feels like he was he had this mad vision and he was like there's nothing like this out there so i'm just gonna make it for me yeah if 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 anything like i will like it it will be out in the world and maybe there's some other like-minded people. It feels like that. Oh my God. You know, that, that is such like great advice that I'm always trying to constantly remind myself and that, and that you hear from every artist of whatever level of success and whatever oh, like, yeah. medium they work in, which is just like, Oh yeah. The whole part about it is just make something that you like, like, right. if, like if you don't like it, yeah, other people I, aren't going to like it. Like, right, right, right. Like I, I find that the greatest successes in anything creative is you want something. It is not delivered to you through whatever. Like you, it could be just like you watching Doctor Who and you're like, oh, I really wish it went this direction. Like it could have gone, it could have gone this way. Wouldn't that have been cool? Man, why don't they do that? And then it's like, well, you can do that go you know like that i feel like yeah. that is people say that uh comics is uh, a business driven on spite but i feel like part of it is spite and part of it is this this feeling of like i want this thing in the world and no one is making it and so i'm just gonna make it well you know just like uh la last two read when uh you you brought up uh keith keith geffen and trencher yeah yeah trencher you know? same way yeah yeah yeah. Tren yeah trencher and it's funny trencher and uh redline kind of have similar energy of like just being like batshit insane and exactly what the creator wants to make uh pulled off startlingly well and then like kind of i don't know unsung a little bit like very yeah. niche kind of like media 
but I don't know. I feel like uh, Redline has more of a more of an appeal than Trencher. I believe. I think everyone should watch Redline. I think Trencher is for a specific comic reader. Yeah, yeah, but but I think like Redline though is like one of those like, um, it's like it's like talking to someone who's like um, well you know like I'm I'm such a complete and utter nerd with music, and it's like when you talk to someone and they're like mention some album that like a lot of people know about but not a whole lot of people you know and you're like sure yeah oh, fuck yeah, yeah. yeah fuck yeah you're like i and know that's yeah. the thing this is the thing so like cam was like oh you gotta watch redline and then we were we were chatting while we were playing um uh not dwarf fortress the dwarf mining game that's slipping my mind right now deep rock galactic so we're playing deep rock galactic uh me and boix and cam and uh those vods are up on youtube by the way if you want to check them out uh and for a lot of the the that game it's just kind of exploring a a mine like your dwarves that are mining and then bugs come after you and you kill them it's kind of mindless but it's it's a fun loop it's a great game um great multiplayer terrible single player but great multiplayer get a group of friends hang out mine some stuff rock and stone hell yeah uh but like those episodes kind of turned into a podcast of like just the three of us shooting the shit. And he was like, Oh, you got to watch Redline." And then his chat and then Boyx's chat. And then my chat just started lighting up like, Oh <laughs> fuck. Redline's the shit. Oh yeah. Redline. You know, like people just like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Watch some Redline. So yeah. If, if you don't take my recommendation and you don't take Cam's recommendation, Take the recommendation of everyone else that was watching us as well. <laughs> yeah, I love this evangelizing of uh, of Redline over here. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna have to make sure to watch it like at least this it's weekend. It's just very fun. It's just very fun, dude. Hell yeah! Um, I also have one other. I I have one other minor thing that I watched that I wanted to mention because we're getting out of spooky season, and this was something I watched during spooky season and I don't want to like hold it until next October. <laughs> Cause that, that seems insane to me. Uh, but I watched, um, uh, Rose red, the TV movie, uh, based on the Stephen King book. So Rose red came out around, uh, the, when Stephen King was doing a lot of TV movies, he was doing like it, He's doing Pet Cemetery and that kind of stuff. Pet Cemetery might not have been a TV movie. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't think that was a TV movie. But but yeah, but, but anyway. it, I think the the stand and yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah. it was like a mini series so, or whatever. But yeah, it's three episodes, but it's basically like a six hour movie. Um, it features and it, and they shot it twenty one years ago. Now it's two thousand two, which is kind of my sweet spot for nostalgia. I fully admit that because <laughs> we are at a time like pre CGI, but they're like trying to get CGI off the ground, but it's still kind of prohibitively expensive and not looks doesn't look that good yet. Um, so the movie's using a lot of like practical effects and stuff like that yeah. to like to kind of make it uh, uh, seem interesting. And the reason that I well, first of all, it features since it was shot 21 years ago, it features uh, uh, 21 years younger Nancy Travis, Emily Deschanel, Melanie uh, Lensky and Jimmy Simpson, who Jimmy Simpson, like I love anything he's in. He just like hams up the screen, just like scene steals. That dude rocks. Uh, yeah. So it's a very young and, Emily Deschanel, too. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. She I think this Little was bones. like one of her first things one of her first yeah. projects that she ever worked on. So young, um, young bones, young bones. Uh, Rose red is loosely based on the Winchester mystery house. Do you know what that is? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. The Winchester it's, mystery you, you, house where, uh, the, the owner was so, um, uh, she was, uh, I guess mad, I guess. And she thought that, that ghosts were after her because she was, uh, the heir of the Winchester fortune, basically the gun manufacturing. And so she yep. thought ghosts were after her who were shot by Winchester rifles. And so she built a house that was basically constantly under construction with stairs and doorways that don't go anywhere to like confuse the ghosts who she thought were in the house. 
Yeah. And this is a real thing. This is a real thing. I'm sure I'm butchering the story, but it's a real thing. Yeah, it's in California, I think. I think so. Yeah, you can go visit the house, I think. Uh, Yeah, it's like a museum now. They do like tours and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of loosely based on the Winchester house. The idea is that the house itself, Rose Red, has some kind of soul to it. That the building itself, um, when it was being constructed, killed people. When it was uh, in operation, people disappeared and presumed dead. You know, like it, so that the house is kind of alive, but it's been dormant for a long time because you know it's been abandoned and it hasn't had people in it to really like wake it up. So there's been like nothing really like crazy happening for a long time, and this professor is like um you know psychics are real you know these are should be measurable by science like i like i don't know uh uh, why we're not doing this and then there's a guy that like you know the dean is like is like this is all malarkey and blah 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 you know like it's it's that kind of dynamic um and so she gets a group together of uh there's like a woman who does like automated writing and there's like a guy who can see the future a little bit there's a character, I swear to fucking God, it's John Constantine, by the way, by the fucking way. I, I'm sorry I buried the lead on that. John Constantine's in this movie. There's well, a probably. British dude, British dude, constantly smoking, keeps his cool the entire time through everything. And I'm like, this is fuck. And he's like smart about shit, too, in a way that like John Constantine is smart about shit. D- d- does he does he look kind of like Sting? Because he does, in fact, it, in fact, it, did, it, did you know you that was the original coat, note? I didn't know that. That's right. If you put a trench yeah. coat on this guy, he would be John Constantine. Yeah. Anyway. So he, he they get all these psychics and there's one very powerful little girl who's a psychic and the house wakes up and the house like bonds with the little girl. And so they get trapped in there. And then there's, there's this one character who's been like mothered. By his mother for his entire life it's total like stunted development he's just like yeah. mom leave me alone kind of thing uh yeah, like a norman bates kind of thing yeah, overbearing almost. mother yeah, yeah yeah um and he's like oh i see our way out of here we just hit this child with something really heavy and then leave <laughs> like <laughs> like and then the house doesn't kill us like how about that everyone so there's this like incredible tension that builds through the through the thing along with some like just very creative but not gory like deaths that happen through the through the thing because it's a Stephen King made for TV movie so you know you're not going to get too gory or anything but like there are deaths and there's there is stuff that happens um very fun I I really had a great time with it the the in closing this is the thing that sealed the deal where I was like I think this movie is fucking great is the house is getting destroyed, right? And they're using miniatures. So they have the the houses receive I I don't want to say how the house is getting destroyed because it's a bit of a spoiler. And if you're gonna watch it, you, I don't even want to say anymore. Anyway, <laughs> the point is they're, they're destroying these miniatures, but they're destroying these miniatures between cuts of larger miniatures. So there's a small miniature that they're destroying. And then the house of the house and then a medium sized miniature that they're destroying and then a set that they're destroying of like the (laughs) interior of the house. And and like it's being destroyed by objects and the objects they had to make like tiny ones for the tiny miniature and medium sized ones for the medium miniature and like large (laughs) ones for the set. And it's just so fucking fun, dude. This is like when you were excitingly telling me about once and then you promptly during that period where you're just randomly sending me DVDs other than just like Green Lantern, but along with Green Lantern where you're like, oh, you didn't watch like the the Fantastic Four reboot with with Jessica Alba. I'm like, no, it looks awful. And you're like, no, no, no. You're like, you're like, you're like, there's a scene where Sue Storm <laughs> is talking and it's just her face and it's cutting back. She's having a conversation with cut when they cut back and she has different hair. 
Like just <laughs> you're like, no, this is great. I there's all these little like this is the well, this is the thing when you make anything is like you have to make choices. And so seeing how people problem solve certain things and even make a best make the best of a bad situation with like Jessica Alba when they were like, well, we need her for reshoots, but she doesn't have the hair anymore. So we're going to use this wig. And it's just like, I think that was the Kate Mara Fantastic Four, by the way. Not oh, the might have been Alba. That was, sorry. Yeah. 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 Uh, there's been so many bad Fantastic Four movies. Anyway, Ugh. they can never get it together. Uh, <laughs> my point is this is like all these little artistic choices that people make along the way are all very fun. If you're like savvy in how things are made, you know, like I'm sure if I saw Rose Red in 2002, it wouldn't have left an impression on me. But because like, because I'm, I'm knowledgeable about how things are made now. Like when I see three different, like, two different models and then a set being destroyed. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, you know, cause like, well, fuck, like you're just saying about Redline, like we're, we're here to have fun, you know? Yeah. We're here to have fun. Like at the end of the day, it's still supposed to be entertainment. Even if it's spooky, you know, it's still supposed to entertain you, you know? Uh, well, that's great. Lastly, little bit of, little bit of self-promotion. Mm. I try, I participated in Pouchtober this year. It's it's kind of why the, the pod's been late on YouTube because a lot of my time has been uh, put into drawing. And, That's uh, self-care, baby. I was very happy with the results. I, I did 20 prompts out of 31, which is huge for me because I tried doing a prompt for October two years ago and I got halfway through the first one before I was like, I can't show this to anyone. And then just like completely abandoned it. And yeah. in fact, I used that sketch uh, for one of the Pouchtobers. It's the cable one that I drew. Um, but I, I just want to bring it up. If anybody wants to check out some art, uh, I've been putting it up on uh, Twitter and uh, Blue Sky. And I'm slowly putting it up on uh, Instagram now as well. Uh, so... Yeah, if you want to check out me drawing some cyborg Spider-Man. A lot of these characters I was like, I've never drawn. Like Scarlet from G.I. Joe. I haven't watched minute one of anything G.I. Joe. Like I've, I've, I have no idea who this character is. And I'm just like, I don't know, whatever. But uh, <laughs> I did a little uh, apologies to David Aja. Uh, I did a little Hawkeye. Uh, uh, my life as a weapon, kind of like his his graphic design style to a green arrow drawing that that, yeah. I, I cra- that cracked did, me did, up personally. I, <laughs> yeah, I picked up on that. I liked the, I dug your green arrow a lot. I, I, I dug all of them a lot. I dug uh, Tank Girl. Tank like, Girl was fun. Tank Girl was yeah. fun. Yeah, Tank Girl's always uh, fun. But I also like. I tried to uh, I got some advice right before I started this. Um, I wasn't looking for advice or anything. It was just something somebody said to me. Um, Kevin Mellon told me he was like, he was like, post the draw- bad drawings, post the good drawings, just post all the drawings. And he wasn't even saying this ab- about Pouchtober or any of these prompts or anything. He was just like, he's like, just get over your shit. Just post. He was like, you know, you, you might see it as a bad draw. And, and that G.I. Joe Scarlet, not my favorite drawing. Like, really really a struggle through it and uh didn't come out great but i was like you know what whatever it's done i'm posting it like prompt done you know uh and i think that's good advice i think that for a long time i was very precious with everything and i just got to get out of my own way and just draw yeah that's that's phenomenal advice that's yeah you know it's like it's like the simplest things of like was it uh Brian, our our, our dear friend Brian? Brian, yeah. uh, I, I remember him posting uh, on on Twitter once, and I even brought this up with him, like at one point, hanging out with him. But he posted, he's just like, you know, what's bullshit that like when you're stuck on a problem, that actually taking a walk outside is like one of like the best <laughs> ways 
to find a solution. And I'm like, and I, and I was like, I remember to, I'm like, yeah, but a walk outside is great. He's like, I hate the outside. He's like, I want to stay in here. I'm like, yeah, but you know, but it's like, but it's, but it's stuff like that. where like, I think sometimes if you, when you're, when you're really in it, you know, and like, you know, like with like, ah, oh, this drawing's crap. I don't want to, uh, you know, I'm yeah. just not going to post anything. Um, that like, uh, that like, it just, like you said, like, yeah, it's just post it. This, yeah, it's got to get over it. You got to get over yeah, it. Like, yeah. It's, it's the, there's no other better, simpler way. I mean, yeah, there's, there's no other way really to do it. It's kind of like the, um, I've been thinking about in, in like, it, I, someone said this once and, and I thought it was a great example, but they were like, the, the process of getting like bigger muscles isn't like a complicated process. You know, you eat a lot more protein, a lot more stuff and you go to the gym. Things. Yeah. 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 It's not a complicated process, but the doing of it, the doing of that simple thing. Right. Right. Consistently is like incredibly hard, but some people like once they get past a certain point can just be like, um, all right, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm a, gym three days a week guy like you don't always right, have to right. be a like insane so, like gym rat you know to your to your analogy like i went to savannah college of art and design and i was drawing every single day and i didn't give it a second thought you know good dr- good drawings bad drawings they happen but i was like whatever i'm just on to the next one I'm drawing every day and by the time i when i was like getting out of savannah i was drawing straight up comics in my sketchbook like not even on bristol board i was just like got like a regular size sketchbook like eight and a half by 11 or whatever and was just making comics because it was just like pouring out of me because i got so used to just drawing you know yeah and then when i got out i was like shit i need money now savannah was crazy expensive (laughs) and i was like well, I guess I'm going to color. And I was like, I kept telling myself, oh, well, I'll get back into drawing. I'll get back into drawing eventually. Like once these student loans are done, once this, once I kept kicking the can down the road and then it became incredibly difficult for me to just like sit down and draw. And it's like, I'm just starting to get over that hump. I was, I was starting to get over that hump and it was feeling good. And then the pandemic happened. And then Mm. I just was in molasses all the time, just mentally. (laughs) And so I'm, I'm, I'm finally getting back to that, that place where I'm, I'm drawing pretty consistently and I'm happy to sit in the chair. Uh, Part of the, part of the way that I got around that stuff was I realized when I was doing a prompt in 2021, when I was trying to draw that cable that I just, I wanted to jump to finishes really fast and Mm, I wasn't spending enough time just like sketching, not, not even sketching cable, just like a mannequin of, of, of the pose that I want. And yeah, just just fucking around and warming up and yeah, yeah, yeah. I I found that trying to draw that pose too, um, took me like an hour ish. And I was like, oh, there's no way I can fit this into my schedule if I can't, if this, if just doing the pose is going to take an hour, you know? So I went, I realized that like, that was a weakness for me. And then, um, when I started to kind of get back into drawing, uh, in, in the last like year, year and a half fish, uh, a lot of times I just sit down and just be like, okay, I'm going to get on Pinterest and see like all these poses that are just available. Like people just sketch, you know, and post on Pinterest. And I was just like, I'm just going to sit here and copy some poses. You know, I was like, I'm going to do 10 a day. And I did, I, I did 10 and I did 20 then I did a hundred then I did 150. And then like, so like, I just kept like, without thinking about it, I didn't show them to anybody, you know, but it was like, I know that this is a weakness of mine. So I want to figure out how to ever, how everybody else has done it. And like, I got better, I got faster and I got, uh, one of the things that happened too is like, I started realizing when I was sketching 
first of all, reference is great. Mm. Uh, if you use a little bit of reference, it can go a long way if you're particularly stuck. Uh, the other thing that I realized is that uh, I sat down to do like basically all of these poses did, were not one and done. I think the only one was Agent Venom right at the end. Uh, every single pose was like me sketching an idea of what I want and then being like, no, this doesn't work. And then new layer. Okay, we're going to do another idea. Okay, this doesn't really work. We're going to do another idea. This doesn't really work. Probably every single drawing had 10 to 15 terrible drawings underneath it. (laughs) And like, that's just something that like, like maybe eventually I'll get that number down to like two or three drawing terrible drawings before I'm happy. But like, I have to put time in the chair to get there. And that's the only way it's going to happen. And nobody gets to see those terrible drawings. It's just, it's just the one that I was, the one that I settled on, you know? Yeah, it reminds me of something I heard about. Uh, uh, do you know? Do you do you like Wilco, the band? Wilco? Uh, yeah, 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 I like I, Wilco. I I fucking love Wilco. Yankee Hotel Foxtrot is like, but anyway, but the lead singer and main songwriter of Wilco, Jeff Tweedy, apparently his songwriting process, like after experience a time of like just an in, insane like block, you know, um, mm-hmm. he just started like he's like okay, he's like what I'm gonna do is I'm going to write deliberately bad songs. And so just, <laughs> just so he could do not only do something, but also he was like, you know, he's like, the funny thing is, is, is if you start doing something that you don't like, like that, that doesn't sound right to you over and over again, it helps you figure out what you want more, you know? Right. Like hundred percent. That is exactly what was happening when I was doing these terrible drawings. Like I was, I was like, maybe this will work. And then I was like, that will not work. Maybe this will work. That will not work. And then it was like, oh, this kind of worked. Let's refine it. You know, like this kind. Oh, I kind of like this part. And and the other thing that happened too, because like I had been working on these these poses, and I was also working on heads. I'm like terrible at drawing a face for some reason. Like, especially pretty girls, I just cannot get it right. Anyway, um, that's more practice for me in the future. Uh, (laughs) So one of the things that I realized, uh, because I hadn't made, quote unquote, finished work, this these were not what I would consider finished work, but they were like more finished than the drawings I was doing when I was just copying poses and practicing. There was all these little like happy accidents that were happening. Where I was like, oh shit. I would have never thought of that. But when I got into like the flow state of drawing, when I was like in the zone, I like just tried shit. And it's the same way that I color, where I'm just like, I just throw solutions at the problem until like it works, you know? And I, yeah. I same, same approach. I was like, I, I would kind of mannequin in the figure. I'd kind of do the drawing, wouldn't be happy with the drawing add some add some half tones figure out the light in the room like put in some design elements and then i'm also all of a sudden i'm happy with the drawing and it's like i just kept like forcing that square peg into that round hole until finally it went through yeah yeah you know and and like i'm just thinking like just today at work like i i like i made this like mistake on a thing it, and it wasn't a big deal mistake or anything you know but like i made this sure. mistake uh, I made this mistake kind of thing. And um, even after asking a, a, a coworker of mine who's way more experienced than I do, like, I was like, wait, you told me to do I'm like, I, I, I'm like, I don't think I got what you suggested to fix this thing. And he's like, oh, I'll just do this thing here. And I tried and I clarified it. And I'm like, okay, I know what he wants. I, I know what I should do. And I got it yeah. set up. But then like my boss came over and he goes, no, no, no. He's like, don't, don't work on that. Work on this thing over here. I'm like, okay. You know, he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, Raphael will take care of that. I'm like, all right, cool. And then like coming back when like, you know, I, I see Raphael like taking care of it and he's asking me different things about it. And then he goes, what's, what's this? And, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna, yeah, no, this is gonna have to go to clearance. Cause you know, this, that, and the other. And like the guy who I asked the advice for is like, what? No, no, it, you know, here, no, you were, <laughs> you weren't supposed to cut the whole thing. You know, you need something. for yeah, the yeah. to, And I'm like, ah, oh, and I was standing there and I'm like, well, you know what's good about like making a mistake and especially one that's a little embarrassing is that you're going to remember it more. 
And so like, oh, I think maybe, yeah. and I think maybe kind of too, like what I was just thinking as you were, you were talking about the, your, your process of going through it is like kind of chase like the cringy, like aspect of it. Cause you're going to really remember, Oh, what, yeah. you know, I didn't want it. Like, Oh, that, you know, Oh, Oh, I'm going towards this bad thing that I don't like. Sure. You, yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. Like it's just, it's going to stick with you more. That's how you get that that knowledge and the it's old, the only way the you're gonna get way. that knowledge yeah the only yeah. way to do it is just spend time in the chair yeah chase that cringe man chase that don't cringe be, don't be afraid of the cringe but do be afraid of the clench we don't want the clench we want no, the cringe no. god, <laughs> god no i don't want the clench i'm gonna be making batman contagion clench jokes uh we'll sprinkle them liberally over this podcast so look forward to that <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Contagion. Jason. Nick. Where can people find you? People can find me uh, on Twitter at King of Black Acid. And at World's Second Finest, that's World's Second with the two. Uh, I'm getting, I'm, we're back. We're back. I'm, I'm back on we're the. Back. We're back. We're, we're back we're on our back. bullshit. I, yeah, back on our bullshit. I couldn't, the, the, the song stuff is over. <laughs> I, I had a fun run with that. My, yep. it, might, it might pop back up if I have a good idea for it, but you can, you can find us. You can find us there. And uh, maybe if we can ever figure out Blue Sky or any other kind of like, yeah, once no. Blue Sky opens up to letting one email address have multiple accounts, I'll open one there. Yeah, yeah. And they can find you on your Linktree. Yeah, and... linktree.com slash Nick Phil. Yeah. And up in and, that uh, Discord that I, that I honestly keep on, keep on meaning to hang out in, but I just like... You should hang out in the Discord, man. I was I just posting about 2000 AD having a big sale on stuff, and I'm like... Gotta get me some Judge Dredd case files. I gotta pop into that Discord. I'll pop into the Discord. Yeah, pop into that Discord. Also, if you enjoy the show, tell a friend about the show. Yeah, we, we're 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 growing, but it's 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 a slow growth in the beginning. So any any yeah. help would be great. But you know, but hey, and you know what? Like we were just saying, I enjoy the show. Nick enjoys the show. So you know, and some yeah. people will enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> some devious idiots will enjoy this yeah. show too <laughs> just yeah, like yeah. us <laughs> yeah they're our kind of people uh thanks for listening thanks for listening i was just thinking like when because i was just saying like yeah you know when you go back to a thing and you're you're like a different person so it hits different and like which is yeah. true but i'm like it's like yeah and to read uh <laughs> i read um I hate this place. Volume two. Listen, I'm a completely different person from the last time I read it. (laughs) 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 You know, like we all agreed. We all agreed. That's a thing. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh.